Hello everyone, this is Twyla, your host of Divorce Talk with Twyla, broadcasting live each week on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Radio Network Studios right here at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear candid and transparent conversations with some amazing dynamic guests as it relates to divorce topics. We're going to talk about co-parenting, dating after divorce, remarrying after divorce, and much more. So be sure to log on each week on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch Divorce Talk with Twyla. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Yes. It was a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful night. Break out the champagne. Everybody get a glass. Let's start it off sexy. What do you say? Uh, uh, and all the ladies say. And all the ladies say. I think I like that. And all the ladies say. Uh, now if you living that life the way you living, you can't live it no other way. I need you to put a bottle in the air right now. Welcome to the champagne life. Where trouble is a bubble in the champagne glass. Dreams and reality are one and the same. Don't act like you don't know the name. And we gon' do it like this. Let's go.
Hello everyone, this is Twyla, the host of Divorce Talk with Twyla. I am an author, speaker, radio host, and life coach. Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. So thank you so much for tuning in today or tonight. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is a Q&A with Coach Twyla. So let's see, just relax kick back tonight's gonna be a fun show and now let me tell you all week i have asked you the listening audience to send or submit your questions to me and if i read your question on air tonight and answer your question you will receive a free autographed copy of my book the unexpected the ride of my life and i have Three people that I selected their questions because they're so good, they're going to receive a free copy of my book. So let's jump in. First, let me reintroduce myself to everyone. I am a 14-year post-divorcee. I was married for 10 years. We had a blended family. So he had a child. I had a child. And we had a child together. That's what a blended family is. We just blended that thing together. So here's the story, ladies and gentlemen. We met through a mutual friend at the time. We talked a few times on the phone. We spent some time together. I said some in air quotes. I said some, right? Y'all get that? (laughs) Some time together. He and his son moved in. We're pregnant we're married. Now you may say, Twyla, OMG, that can't be what happened, girl. Uh, well, it absolutely is what happened. We were married, y'all, 10 months to the date when we met. I wouldn't advise this, but for some, it may work. For others, it may not work. And for me, it did not work. So I will say, You know what? It was a no in my situation. You know, so let me say to you this. Tonight, some, it may work. And you know what? I have heard some very great success stories about people that met, they got engaged, they were married, and they live happily ever after. But that was just not my case. And I will tell you this. He and I... We just did not know each other. You know, a little bit about my backstory. I had moved to Dallas um, from my small hometown. Well, I wouldn't say small. People say it's small. I'm from Wichita Falls, Texas, y'all. And so I am a native Texan. And I had moved here, started into my career, into the health insurance industry, met this guy through a mutual friend, and he just kind of swept me off my feet. That's not what I was looking for. That's not what I was thinking about. My daughter, she was four, and I just wanted to start over. And here I am now, have met a man, (laughs) met a man that I wasn't looking for, and he and I just weren't compatible. And so, listen, it was rough and tough. So that's a little bit about my backstory. So what I want to do right now, I'm going to take about a minute to two break, 
And we're going to come back because this is Q&A with Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to jump right in to the questions that I received. And I'm going to answer those questions on air tonight. So are y'all ready? Let's go. I'll be right back. to leave and end my marriage. Wow, that is a big one. So I had to think a little bit about this one, y'all, because it's been 14 years. So I did think, and you know what? I truly believe the first thing I did was cry. I cried. And you may ask, why did you cry, Twyla? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I knew the journey that I was about to begin and the fear of the unknown being a single parent with two minor children. And I knew in my mind it would be challenging, but you know what? I had to do it. So after I cried, y'all, I laced up my shoelaces and I just hit the ground running to start the divorce process. I contacted several attorneys, 
And I hired one, and you, you notice I said several. I didn't just hire the first attorney that I talked to because a lot of times I feel like people really need to interview or vet that attorney. They may, be, they may have been an attorney for 30 years, but they may not be the attorney for you. You have to find that attorney that fits you and your personality style and things of that nature. So, and then it began. The divorce process began, y'all. Um, yeah, I cried. So this person that asked that question, what was the first thing I did? Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach, I cried. <laughs> I cried. That was the first thing. That was the first thing. So, yeah, yeah. So the next question, whew, this is a big one, y'all. How did I share the news with my kids? Oh, my goodness. Are you in that space? Is anyone in that space where you are going through a divorce or contemplating divorce and you have minor children involved? Send me a note in the chat. Send me a message. Send me an email. It's rough and tough if you do have minor children and how you communicate it to them is very, very important so to answer this person's question, woo, y'all, y'all ready? <laughs> so my son, our son together, remember I said he, we had a blended family. So he was nine. My daughter, which um, that was not his child, my ex-husband's child, she was 14. So she kind of knew what was going on based on the activity and things of that nature, what was happening or what she saw but my son he really didn't know he was younger so what happened we moved out the house um let me back up so my ex-husband or then husband had went on a business trip and we my daughter and my son we were there at the house it was from friday to sunday i had already made a decision to leave and guess what he was gone out of town, and I said, you know what? Operation Move Out will be this weekend. So huh, um, that's what happened. He was gone, and we started moving that Friday. I had already had the movers in place and everything. It, the process was in place. He just didn't know, but he knew I wanted a divorce. He just didn't know when it was going to happen. So... We moved out, got things going, and as we were moving and taking pictures down off the wall and things of that nature, my son said, Mama, what are we doing? Because I told my son that we were just going to a friend's house for the weekend. And so he asked me, he said, Mama, why are we, what are you doing? Why are we putting, taking down the pictures if we're just going to, he named the friend, for the weekend, right? And I said, well, we're going over to her house. Yes, right, you're right. And so we're just cleaning and taking down some things, but we're going to put pictures back up. So my daughter and I decided to stop the move-out process because I did not want my son to know at that time what was happening. So until he went to sleep that Friday night, I remember it like it was yesterday, y'all, and it's been 14 years. Until he went to sleep, I decided to stop it, right? And then once he went to sleep, my daughter and I got up and finished Operation Move Out. She was exhausted, so she went to bed, but I stayed up the rest of the night because, y'all, remember, I had movers coming first thing Saturday morning, so I had to get that 
four-bedroom, two-story house, fully packed. And you may ask, somebody may ask right now, listeners, viewers, whatever, if you're watching on Instagram, you may ask Twyla, that's harsh, that's wrong. You know what? I packed and moved out everything I paid for, which was everything but his clothes and his computer stuff that was in that office, right? Everything else I took because I paid for it. And if we were going to fight over it, it was going to be resolved in court. So got everything done, moved. Saturday morning comes, movers are there, we're out. We moved in with a friend and her daughter who graciously accepted us because I had had a conversation with her about a week prior crying. We talking over Starbucks coffee and she graciously accepted us to move in because I had to get out of there. I was miserable. I was flat out miserable. Ten years marriage. I should have left at year five, but I still loved him. But we're going to get to that question next because that's a question that another listener asked about um, going back even though you know you're miserable and unhappy. So, but before we get to that question, I have a friend that's going to come on. Um, come on, friend, Mr. Wiley, come on. I see you on IG. Come on, call the number and let's talk about it. And then we're going to get to that next question about um, go, keep going back. You're in a repetitive cycle or revolving doors and things of that nature so hang tight folks i'm going to get my friend on the line i'm gonna is he there Kenton, how are you? What's going on, Miss Father Moss? How are we feeling today? How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm glad you joined me. And yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. So we are here talking. Um, I'm answering questions from several of the viewers, right? And what I want you to do from a perspective of ministry how have what type of conversations that of couples, I guess married couples, that you've counseled during your time, and that some of the things that um, you come across? So, and ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor Kenton D. Wiley, aka Pastor K, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, I think when it comes to, to, to marriage and even when it comes to, to couples who are, are, are getting ready to get married or they're just in that courting or dating phase, if you will, the biggest issue or the struggle I see uh, is no one knows how to properly communicate with each other. Mm. Um, I think most marriages fail, in my opinion, is because no one opened up a line of communication because we spend so much time worrying about how they look, how they smell, what they drive, where they live, what kind of job they got, and then you get married or you get in these relationship, relationships and you realize, you know what, he doesn't even know how to talk to me as a woman or she doesn't even know how to talk to me as a man, and then there's no communication, and then that's where the breakdown and the fallouts begin to happen. 
Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Communication is key, Pastor K. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed that, I'm talking to Pastor Kenton D. Wiley, my friend, a.k.a. Pastor K. He is the pastor of NAC. That stands for Never Alone Christian Center there in Baltimore, Maryland. And he's talking from a perspective of married couples. I know this is divorce talk with Twyla, but I don't want everyone to feel like I just say divorce is the end all be all. It, it's not. Sometimes you can reconcile. And so I wanted to hear his perspective and I want you also to hear his perspective as it relates to counseling because I believe, I truly believe that when marriages go through trying difficult times, there's counseling that needs to be introduced or involved, not only from a spiritual perspective, but from a professional's perspective in tandem. Right, Kenton, wouldn't you agree with that? I absolutely agree. I think the, the old school way of thinking, if you will, and I use that term old school lightly, that, you know, you stay married forever no matter what, you know, that mindset is, has passed. You know, people are getting divorced and separated at astronomical rates. And, you know, from a spiritual perspective, a lot of these divorce and separations that are happening, I believe, are, are just, uh, have just cause of divorce. You know, I would never recommend a wife or a woman to stay with a man or vice versa if there's constant cheating, constant verbal abuse or physical abuse, poor financial mismanagement, unwillingness to try counseling, I would, I don't think it's God's desire that we stay miserable. Um, so, and I, and it's unfortunate that I've, I, I deal with so many people who were raised under that mindset of, well, girl, that's your man and he's taking care of things. You just got to ride it out. No, you don't got to ride it out. You know, God does not want you to be miserable. That is not an excuse for divorce or separation. But what I'm saying is don't let your faith be a reason that you stay miserable and then blame God because that is not his best. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Did y'all hear that? Don't let your faith, you know, uh, make you stay miserable and then blame God. That is so true. That is so true. So, Kenton, that actually is a segue into my next question. I want you to stay on the line with me. Because I had okay. a listener to ask this question. How do you move on and don't get in the cycle of repeatedly going back and staying because that's easier? So I'm going to say, wow, wow, wow. I believe that's so common, ladies and gentlemen. That's a very common reason that people stay because it's just easy. Some people may say, oh, I need to stay for the kids. Men may say it's cheaper to keep her. Women may say, oh, we've been together this long. I'll just stay to prevent embarrassment. All of these are real reasons people get stuck in this revolving door cycle. But I truly believe that the signs are on the wall when it's a toxic relationship. And I also, I'm an advocate of counseling professional as well as spiritual counseling, which we've already discussed. But however, after those are exhausted and it still doesn't seem like the right one, then it may be time just to cut ties regardless of the kids or any other reason, right? It may just be easier to stay, but certainly I believe it's not healthy to stay. 
So remember this, ladies and gentlemen, if it's costing you peace and happiness, it may be time to make that hard decision to move on and walk through the door that the revolving mechanism is broke, meaning once you leave this time, that same door doesn't open again. My God, the person that sent me that question, Kenton, it was like, wow, wow, wow. I felt their passion about based on the question they asked me because so many men and women, I'm not going to just label it or be exclusive to just women. They find themselves Mm -hmm. stuck in that pattern. So you think it may be because of some financial stability or they, they're afraid. What is it going to look like to walk out of that marriage by themselves because they've been with this person for X number of years? What are your thoughts on that? I, I think all, all of those reasons that you mentioned, I would believe in my experience, you know, being in ministry for 20 plus years um, are some of the most common reasons. The children. People stay together for their children all the time. Um, financial stability. You know, we know in our economy it is nearly impossible or very difficult to live on one income. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and people stay together for they don't want to be embarrassed, especially when we say "quote unquote" church folks, because nobody gonna judge you like a Christian. Mm. We the worst. Oh gosh, we we. We're, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother radio show right there. Yes, Listen, it is. <laughs> don't, no, don't nobody judge you. No, Jesus don't even judge you as hard as Christians judge us. Yes. So I I think that you have to look at. You know, I ask people to look at at one thing. One, what are your goals for this relationship? If your if your goals for this relationship are to raise the children and then you know go about your business, okay. Those goals have to be discussed because if you if you don't want to be selfish to the children and split a home up, those have to be discussed. But it comes back to what I said, um, Carla. Somebody got to talk. That's right. If I'm miserable, if I'm miserable and and you don't know that I'm miserable, that's a problem. Mm. A big problem. You understand? Yeah. That's a big problem. Do you know how many men do not know that their wives are miserable? Huh? They don't have. They don't have a clue. Their wives are, are one, uh, one foot out the door and another one on a banana peel ready to pack up the moving truck. And the man don't have a clue because he's not in tune. That's right. He doesn't have a clue. He's missing all the signs, the flags. And, and in my opinion, when, we, when, I, when I talk to women, I say, women, you know, I know you want to believe that, uh, that men can see the flags and the signs. We don't. We don't see them. Wow. Uh, we, we miss them. We don't miss. We don't. We don't see what you want us to see. You have to sit men down and mm. tell them. Listen, I've been frustrated with our sex life for the last three years. He's gonna be shocked because he thinks he's been doing this thing. <laughs> he's gonna he be come he's gonna on be like, here. <laughs> he's gonna be shocked because he had no idea that you were not satisfied sexually. And I just use that as an example because I saw that on an Instagram post today. On uh, uh, the question was, if the sex ain't good, is it a deal breaker? You know how many people like ten thousand comments? I say sixty percent said yes. Yeah! Wow! I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Deal breakers. You know, so I do not recommend staying in a toxic relationship. But if you want to leave, 
because you don't think he look good no more or she don't look good no more, that's not a justified reason to leave. She gained 30 pounds and had three of your kids. What you mad for? <laughs> well, now, now, you want, now you want her to look like an Instagram model, but you laid her up in the hospital three times. She had three C-sections. You plan on paying for surgery? What you mad for? No, she don't, her skin don't bounce back. Why are you upset? You've been cooking him fried chicken, cheeseburgers, and hot dogs and steaks for 10 years, and, and, and you know he drink a case of beer every night, and he gained 30 pounds. You mad he don't got a six-pack, and you want to leave now because you found smile on the job and keep. Wow. No, that ain't no reason to leave. No. It's one thing if you getting, if you getting beat up every night and cussed yeah. out, out every night or cheat the dog out, but the people, a lot of people who are getting separated, in my opinion, my opinion, their reasons aren't justified. Hmm. Wow. They're not justified. Wow. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's that's so that, good. That's so good, Kenton, what you're saying. Because I know in my situation, I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, at year five, I, I really wanted to end the marriage. I wanted to walk away from that thing. But I did. I still loved him. But I was not in love with him. I loved him, but not in mm-hmm. love. And that's two different things. And so I mm-hmm. stayed and I wrestled with that thing another five years and for several reasons. One were kids and other reasons involved. But I, I just really mm-hmm. I just really knew in, in, in my spirit that that was not the man that God had for me. He wasn't the right one. We weren't the right fit. It just happened. And I've shared earlier um, in the show about how it happened. I, I was married to the man 10 months from the date that I met him. I, we didn't even know each other. And I think a lot of times right now, especially in these days and times, people move so fast. And I'm not saying there's a time frame for any of it. If you feel it's right, so be it. Get married in 90 days. Whatever feels right for you. I'm not judging on that level. But a lot of people do move so fast, meaning they don't get to know who the person is. You really should see that person in all four seasons. Like, how do they handle money? How do they handle issues that arise? Do you know how, What's their relationship with their family members? Are you looking for a man or a woman that has a great relationship with their family, and then, but they don't want to show up to any family functions? That may be a problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. See, but, see, but all, all, all the things you are mentioning, which are phenomenal, are great reasons. But you know what, Twyla? All those things that you are mentioning have come from your experiences and your knowledge and your and your and your uh, path in life. You know, so you you have the information now. Right. So if you ever decide to get married again, I believe it would be a successful marriage. But you have to think about how many people are getting married with no information. The only blueprint they have are possibly their parents or what they see in social media or what they've heard or what they've read. You know, um, the, 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 the old school method of, of, of um, you know, of truly getting information or getting good counsel. And I always say good counsel because there's a lot of bad counsel out there. You know, um, I, I taught a lesson that said, you know, if, 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 if your pastor or overseer or leader, you know, is only giving you a two-day or a week work for counsel before marriage, I, don't, I believe it's going to be difficult to be successful because I think it takes more time than that for you to actually learn somebody. 
You know, yeah. um, so information is power, which is an old school saying, but so many people go into marriage uh, for financial reasons, for children, mm. for lust, yeah. for a house, for Come a car, for a career. They go into marriage for all of the wrong reasons. And you and I both know, uh, I've been married 14, going on 15 years, and, and you and I both know it takes about five years for all the dust to settle. Yes, it does. And when all the, when all the dust settles, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't even really know this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you yeah. look up and you say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, you'd be like, because you're all in love, you're all excited, and then around year five, one day you come home, you'd be like, I never noticed he didn't put his underwear in the clothes temper. He, he <laughs> He's been doing that since y'all been dating, but you've been in love, and you ain't seen this nasty drawers on the floor. <laughs> and, then, it, and, you, and you get married all of a sudden, you, you, you say, you know what? You know, she, she always wearing them little bloomers. Why don't she put on some sexy clothes from Victoria's Secret? She's been wearing them bloomers since y'all been dating. You just was in love. You ain't noticed them bloomers. Now all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenton, let me ask you this. Um, and yeah. I know this happens a lot and why marriages end and they resolve, they dissolve. Um, so what do you think about infidelity in marriages um and people that move on after the marriage after infidelity uh occurs in the marriage and i i mean i suspected that was going on in my marriage but i could not prove it but i do know several people that this happened to them so what what is your take on that and i know in the counseling field and you as a minister and a man of god you've probably had to minister or counsel several people that this has happened to so share a little bit about that well my my philosophy on infidelity um from from a pastor from a pastor standpoint a leadership standpoint is if a if a if a man were to come in and to say, listen, Pastor K, I, I have cheated on my wife. The first thing I'm going to say is, have you stopped cheating on your wife? Mm. Or do you, plan on, do you plan on stopping? Based upon what he says or she says will be what my next question will be. Mm. Now, if they say it was a terrible mistake, I don't believe I'll ever do it again. And, and then my next question is going to be, does your spouse know? Mm. Or is she suspecting of you cheating? If they say, I don't think my spouse has a clue. Now, this is my opinion here, Swallow. Okay. I would tell that man, I would tell that man, don't ever do it again. And if she finds out, tell her the truth. If she never finds out, die with it. Wow. Now, that's... That's what I would say. It would be the same thing if a woman came in. Because I don't believe, let me ask you this, Wilder. I'm going to throw this back at you. Okay. What would it benefit, what would it benefit if I had that man tell that woman that your husband is cheating? What would it benefit? What life would it bring? If he- it would bring, it would, it would destroy possibly a marriage. Yeah, because the trust, if the it person finds out, yeah, if the person finds out that one time, the, some people can't deal I, with that. 
Canton. I, I understand. Now, but what? But what I would? But what I would suggest is um, that I would have that man or that woman go into counsel. Yeah. To make sure, because you have to find out why. Now, in in, and I know your show is not not forever. So I'm gonna keep this short. Most men, in my experience, cheat out of just cheat. They ain't mostly involved. They just they just for lack of terms to be plain, they were just getting some booty on the side. That's why they cheated. Most women who cheat, they have in, invested emotionally on some level. Because women just in typically speaking, just don't lay down with another man if they ain't married. Mm. Okay. You know, so if a if a woman typically cheats, she has been uninterested in her man for for a long time, because she has been willing to open herself up to another person. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been, it didn't it didn't happen overnight. A man would go out and get drunk and sleep with somebody, not get up to the excuse, and and won't think twice about it, and it'll be the worst decision he ever made. He'll probably never cheat the rest of his life. You know, yeah. but to answer your question, what 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 I think about infidelity is obviously is it wrong? Yes, is it grounds for divorce? Spiritually speaking, yes, yes, because the covenant has been broken. That's right. Can it can can the relationship be restored? Yes, yes. But we have to find out why did he or she cheat. We have to find out what is happening that you felt the need to leave your bedroom. It's always a why. That, exactly. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, Kenton, we have a question uh, or actually a what? comment. Someone says um, the wife needs, she deserves to know. And I will have to agree with that. I believe that is true. The wife deserves to know and it will be based on the information she finds out or the husband communicates to her whether or not she Mm -hmm. stays or goes so you mentioned earlier that uh if it happened one time then die with it well you know what what if it would happen again and the wife finds Mm -hmm. out and she finds well, out that it happened well, I'm, multiple I'm, times. I'm gonna be honest. And then the marriage is gonna probably end anyway because at that point she doesn't trust the fact at all anything that he tells her, right? And so mm-hmm. I and I, I can understand that. Yeah. I, and and I'm not I'm not gonna debate that um person's question. But let me let me just say this. Um in many years of counseling, I've never counseled a couple where somebody was cheating, the other person didn't know. Okay. Never. So basically you're now, saying I'm there's getting, always I'm signs. Getting, there's signs. There. I'd say 99.9% of the time, the wife already knows or she has suspicion, or the man already knows and he has suspicion. This but is when, true. I, when I say in a, in a, in a perfect world on a, or an ideal counseling session, if the wife didn't know or doesn't suspect, I, as a pastor, am not going to go destroy a marriage. Okay. Now, what I would do is I would suggest, I would suggest to that man or to that woman mm-hmm. that they seek counsel 
and 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 doing counsel if that comes out or if that's dealt with or needs to be addressed then 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 it would be addressed but i'm not going to say well you know you need to go home and tell your wife that you cheated that man might get killed yeah, possibly or, or vice versa it could be the other see, end it could be so the you wife to, you know so exactly. yeah so you have, you have to look at it from the perspective of of a of a of a spiritual or a leadership perspective right. where i'm not going to knowingly put somebody in harm's way i am going to suggest counsel i'm going to suggest both of them to come in for counsel along with me and my wife right right and we have and, and we handle it like that that's you good. know, um, so to, to that young lady's question, or I'm assuming that that's a young lady, I do agree. You do deserve to know. And most women, you already know. You might not want to accept it. You already found the text, the email, the DM. You didn't hire the private investigator. You didn't found stuff on Facebook. You yeah. didn't see the pictures. You know he liked it. You already know. Don't ever doubt what's in your heart. That's right. You no. Know. Yeah, yeah. I I know with me, uh, as we're talking about this, and we're going to wrap up here in a minute, I had um, suspicions as well and had read something. Back then, Facebook was (laughs) the first thing. Mm -hmm. It was priority. Not Instagram as much. So, yeah, I had saw something that raised my antennas and... Yeah, and guess what? He ended up, my ex-husband ended up going on to marry this woman. Um, didn't last, but yes, the same woman that I saw DMs, DM messages years ago, he married her. So, yeah, yep. you're right. You're what, absolutely right. Would, you're absolutely and what, right. And what I say to that, Swan, and, and, you, and you can go ahead and close out, um, is, is if you are married, it's okay I'm not saying be snooping and all that type of stuff, but don't be afraid to confront something that makes you uncomfortable. That's right. You have right. to confront the situation. Confront it. That's right. Confront the situation, you know. Um, be smart about it. Be respectful about it because you could be dead wrong. Keep That's that in mind now. That's right. If, if I'm out having coffee with one of my coworkers with a woman – and 10 people sent a picture to my wife. You know, my wife is going to text them back and be like, I'm sure he know her. She's a friend or something like that because she know me. Make sure you write because I'll tell you this one thing and I'm done. Because if as a woman, if you accuse a man of something and you wrong, it takes him a long time to get over it. Wow. Oh, that's good. Say it again. Kenton, come on. Say that if again. Accuse, if you accuse a man of something and you wrong, Mm. It takes them a long time to get over it. Wow, 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 y'all. That's good. That's some powerful, powerful stuff. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we had Coach Twyla Q&A earlier, but I brought my friend on, Pastor Kenton D. Wiley, to talk about. This wasn't a show about infidelity, so don't get me wrong, but I wanted him to come on because he's a man of God. He's a pastor of NAC, Never Alone christian center there in maryland it's a virtual ministry but i wanted him to come on and talk about uh to couples that he has counseled or basically topics that he has counseled as it relates to couples and marriages because this is divorce talk with twyla but i definitely want to encourage those that are maybe in the space of going through challenging times in their marriage divorce is not 
always the result, right? They're, they can reconcile or people can reconcile. So thanks mm-hmm. so much, uh, Pastor K. Well, Pastor Kenton D. Wiley, a.k.a. Pastor K, my friend, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks so You're much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening today. I hope this conversation helped you on tonight. And my pop-up special guest, Pastor Kenton D. Wiley, shared some information. If you are in the space of marriage and you're on the fence uh, contemplating divorce, should you stay, should you go, there was infidelity or whatever, I hope he shed some light. And also, if you are in the space of divorce recovery, please go to my website, www.twilamarks.com. Book a consultation call with me. Pick your package that best fits you. I am a divorce recovery coach. I would love to help you get your happy back. This is Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Tune in next week for another live show of Divorce Talk with Twyla. My special guest is the one and only Miss Arthur Chi. She is a life after divorce coach, and we will discuss unhealthy relationship patterns. You don't want to miss that. Unhealthy relationship patterns. So, until next week, we are out.